Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings, everyone. It is that day of the week. As I always say, my favorite time of the week, being Brown at Work Live. It's your girl, Linda Talaferro. And you may recognize this beautiful face because she was an awesome guest last calendar year. And I had to have her back to have a part two discussion of something that is extremely critical for Black and Brown women. And that is how do we completely walk in our purpose? How do we not allow the perceptions of others define us? And so I want to welcome back Monique Wells. Monique, welcome back to Brendan Brown at Work Live. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm so excited for our conversation today, Linda. I'm so excited to, to be speaking with you again um, and, and happy to be back. Yes, this is great. So it's so good to see you in the new year. And just before we went live, you and I were talking about how important this subject is, especially January of a new year, Mm -hmm. right? So we want to make sure that, as you and I shared, that we get off to a good start. And so everyone that's that's listening now, and those of you that follow me, know that I've shared that my my word for this year is progression. Um, I am about focused on moving forward, not just moving, but moving forward with purpose and with focus. And so what I want to do is kick off this conversation with you, Monique. And and, and if you wouldn't mind, if you could just give a little highlight of what we talked about last year, just a little bit of your backstory that led you to the realization that you had or or were defining yourself at that point in your career by other people's perceptions. So could you give us a little bit of a backstory? I sure can. You know, we had a really great discussion um, and I talked about those formidable years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we talked about the impact of my parents and my upbringing. We also talked about, you know, when, when the values and the principles that you learn at those times are tested. Yes. When for you to go out and start to make um, make sense of the world for yourself. So we talked a little bit about my college experience and then my experience in my professional career. And a lot of it was that testing to say, you know, do you know what you know about yourself? And, you know, one of the kind of primary key points and what we talked about before was those formidable years were years where I learned foundationally what it meant to build my life and my perceptions of myself and the world around me through the eyes of faith and my faith in Christ. And to get into college and then to get in the workforce and have all these competing perceptions, cultures, 
Mm-hmm. Institutions, you na- I can't even think of another name, but it, there's about 50 different names I can't put you. It's you're going into the world of others and you're experiencing what it's like to be a student, what it is like to be an engineering student, what it's like to be an African-American woman as an engineering student and as an Amer- African-American engineering grad and then a new African-American woman to the workforce or a new woman to the workforce or a new. And, and there are, there were so many dynamics to that, that it yes. was mind blowing, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And so the, the summary of that was I had to go through some tests and trials to really, you know, it takes a couple times, mm-hmm. you know, of going through who are you in reference to where you are and how you're perceived. Right, right. Asked, and then um, how to revisit those formational years, foundation years, where I began to understand this is how I translate my identity um, in my as rooted in my faith to my identity as whatever I am: mother, mm-hmm. wife, career woman, engineer, you name it. Right. And it was critically important to get there. And and I'm sure there's maturation that happens in these cyclical things where you're going for new things and new challenges and developing more where you have to sit back and say, who what? Who am I? Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and that's exactly what we talked about last year. So, you know, as we we dive into it this time around, Monique, and you reflect on that, um, what would you say were there? maybe one or two instances when you entered into the workplace or maybe even today um, or in the past few years where perceptions of others started to take over? And and was there something that, you know, there was an aha moment or a light bulb that came on that said, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's how they see me, but that's not necessarily who I am. Yeah, I, you know, it, it seems like it comes in, uh, there was a saying um, that my husband got from our uh, bishop and it, you know, references life, uh, how life is lived. Life is lived um, in seasons, but experienced on levels. And so there was a, a season in my life, another season where that level increased. And I feel like every time there's a level increase in life or there's a season change, there's always opportunities to try to look around and grab onto something. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, right, and get your bearings. And, you know, what I experienced is it's those times where you have to re, you know, bring back in who, 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 who am I? Right. And, and, and what what am I here for? What is my purpose? And, you know, <laughs> it, it, and life, uh, things can hit you a couple of times before you say, wait a minute, I'm going to stop getting hit in the head with this thing. And it was a low, these highs and lows. And okay. some call it anxiety. Some people may call it, you know, several different things. But it was this just this, this gnawing every morning to say this, this anxiety about facing the day, facing what was required of me, facing, um, you know, whatever my responsibilities were. And, you know, I, it's something clicked and said, if you believe that you can do it all, then you have to hold it all Mm. and maintain it all Mm. and it all 
and 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 complete whatever it is on your own in your own strength. But if your foundation is really your faith in Christ, then the whole of that whole thing is you are not in this alone, mm-hmm. that there mm-hmm. are steps that you're walking out. So those really foundational things that came back, those one or two things. And now I have a sense of it. I, I feel it coming when you okay. go into different environments and they put upon you, which, you know, may not even be malicious, what their expectations are in this particular space, have a new job. This is what you're expecting of you. But at that time, it's do I do this in my own strength based on the expertise that I've built and what I believe I know and what I believe I can do? With that comes this huge anxiety for me to hold on to it, hold up to it. And, And that was the thing that said, wait a minute, I felt this before. And the answer to that was not to hold that thing, not to try to hold those perceptions, not to try to dig in to figure out, hey, what do you think of me? What do you need for me to define? Okay, this is what I can do. But it's taking that and understanding it's a part of an increased level or a different season, but in perspective, moving it to the side, but I am rooted and and my my foundation is in my faith in Christ. And I didn't earn what I just did. Yes. That through faith. <laughs> right, so, right. I'm not going to put it on myself to do. Now I'm going to revisit constantly and continually that it's Christ who lives and works in me and allows me and gives me the strength to do what I need to do wherever I am and whatever it is that I'm called to do. And those things help to bring me back and snap me back because it takes that for us. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yours is, you know, rooted in faith, which which I completely understand and can relate to. Um, if you were to take a, a broader look at it, because, you know, we, we know that not everybody walks with that same level of faith. Right. And, right. and there are times when self-confidence will enter or the lack thereof, or we wonder um, because we've had so many people in that work environment uh, or in the systems that we are part of in corporate America, unfortunately, say or act in different fashions or just the environment itself. And to your point, not necessarily always ill-intended, right? But it just is that, you know, what would you offer uh, to a black and brown woman today to say, look, Monique, Linda, I hear you, right? But there's, I'm struggling with the self-confidence because I'm looking around and it seems like there's no one, one that looks like me too. I can't really figure out, you know, who I am. And I'm a little, I'm questioning pieces of myself because of what someone else has said, or the, to your point, the next level that has been put on me, I'm not sure I'm there. What would you say to that black or brown woman that's, that's having those thoughts or those struggles right now? Yeah. And, and you know what, and I, I hear this a lot. And I know, I know it's being impacted by the world we're living in right now and the things we're experiencing even together as black and brown women, not only in the workforce, but with our families and those increased, the, the increased need right. Um, right now. But, you know, what I come back to still is there has to be a foundational root in within you that says, this is what I am capable of. Mm-hmm. And there has to be a belief that that thing is there, yes. right? 
And so when we talk and and whether you're a person of faith, whether you're agnostic, whether you have um, wherever it is you find yourself, mm-hmm. you know, when when these times come, there has to be a level of some of of a foundational building that says that there's something in there I can tap into because the the tendency will be to to go externally and ask for that type of input to say who do you think I am or what do you think I'm capable of or to just look around to say oh I see what other people are doing and I'm going to try to mimic those things and different things like that and it doesn't always work and what we find ourselves is in a in a place of again anxiety and frustration because there's a difference between the perceived place that we are and the expectations that we are perceiving for ourselves yes. uh, from ourselves and and what we're perceiving from others and so i come back to Linda the same thing it is hard to walk into a place and believe that you know what others think about you mm. i had to ask myself you know what this is so funny I asked myself um, one particular time, I said, how am I to know the perceptions that this person has of me? Even if they've spoken it or said it out loud and said, Monique, I think you are this, or I don't think you're capable of this. Many people don't. It's just a perception that you get while you're around certain people. Right. That's but then right. I happened because I was filling my head with these thoughts. Well, you know, you, you take uh, un, unspoken cues and you say, yeah, I, I, I know what these people are thinking. Or I, and I said, you know what? What if I don't do that? What if I walk into a room and my perception is that everybody in the room, irregardless of whatever unspoken things or things floating around in the atmosphere of our minds or looks or you know, the way people say things, right, they, right, right, right. You know, maybe talk over you or maybe not. What if I walked in every situation and assumed that the people there thought as well of me as I did? Boom. Exactly. And it, Linda, it changed the way I yes. walked into rooms. Yes. I yes. would walk into a room and I would sit down because I was comfortable. Walking in that room and sitting down, you didn't have to tell me to lean in. You didn't have to tell me to sit at the table. Yes. Because I walked in the room and said, this is where a person of my gifting sits. Yes. Oh, my and gosh. It changed everything. Yes, Monique. Oh, my gosh. I'm. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. That just, that just brought up so much in me because I often talk about and every all of you that are listening, you hear this from me all the time. You know, we have to get out of our own way. There's a lot of times we need to get out of our own. And when you change your mindset and your approach, your thought process, and you choose, which is what Monique is just sharing, you make the choice to approach the situation in a positive manner, to walk into a room as if you belong. As if you do have something to bring into the space, right? And as you said, Monique, that seat is there for a person, you, that brings that expertise, that knowledge, that fresh perspective. The dynamic does shift. It does. It's when we stop this negative self-talk is when we stop creating things where they don't exist. Now, 
we, Monique and I aren't saying everyone that we don't believe biases exist and that we know they do. Yes, we know, we but, but, but Monique, what you said is so true. Nine times out of 10, that person doesn't have a negative perception. You just, through your choice and your lens, decided to take that shift in the seat or uh, something they said, and you decided to twist it into saying, okay, they think I'm stupid, or they think I shouldn't be here, or they're racist. Or We, we do that nine times out of 10, because you're right. Most people won't say that. They don't say that. And where those situations exist, they uncover and show themselves. We don't have to guess about those, right? They show themselves. But I'm so glad you shared that, Monique. I'm so glad. That is, so those of you, we're going to repeat it for you again. If you're struggling, Monique gave just just a nugget, a beautiful nugget you shift your mindset and walk in the room, show up in the knowledge of knowing the value and purpose that you have. Yes. And I do think I agree with you, Monique. All of us have a root somewhere. We have a foundation in something. I'm going to share this little quick story from, uh, I was on a board call this morning and uh, it's for the Girl Scouts. And we usually have a mission statement or a purpose shared by a Girl Scout. And her name was Cabracia. This young woman, sophomore in high school, she didn't say, I hoped this or if that. She spoke clearly, I will be going to Harvard. I will get a law degree. I will become a judge. I mean, it was what she knew for herself was possible, which she knew she could accomplish. It's It's the same thing for us as Black and brown women in our careers, wouldn't you say? It's that root of knowing foundationally. Yes? Yeah. That it, that's it. Look, you got me moving side to side. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is it. And, and, and to your point, Linda, I am not ignorant. <laughs> of, I, have, I have all, I've had the entire range of the spectrum. I have had people openly and publicly <laughs> say things to me. And then I have people have had people subtly and in a subvert and covert way say things or motion or and in all of those cases, all of the cases, the energy that I put into that. Yes. Never materialized a level of confidence in me that made me better. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Stopped and said, wait a minute. Open up my eyes to those that are for me. Open up my eyes. And I started to see, and we talked about it last time. I started to see that I was, there's a purpose in me. And when I, when I planted somewhere, yeah. Forces that I need to succeed are right around me. Yeah. And my eyes were open to professors and administrators and you name it, organizations that just wanted to wrap. And so the, the thing that it helped me to understand as I moved into my career and I really needed to use that is your perception of yourself. And people say it and y'all probably say, oh, you know, people, yeah, listen. If, if there's one thing that's the sustaining thing that I know to be true, 
Like it's, it's one of those keys is that your perception of yourself is always going to trump yes. the perceptions of others. Yes. And you think about the perceptions you have of yourself almost all day long. Yeah. When you stand in front of the mirror, when you walk into a room, when yep. you arrive at work, and yep. it's the perceptions that you project onto other people mm. that are the ones that you identify with. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Right? What you focus on, you will become. What you pay attention to, I mean, it, yes. I mean, that is everything, Monique. That is everything. That is so true. And that's mm-hmm. why this conversation for me on this being Brown at Work Alive was so critical at this time of the year, beginning of the year, when we're doing this assessing and we're doing reflecting and we're thinking about how we're gonna move forward. I thought it was so critically important to talk about this and to help women understand, look, you, you're powerful. What you have right in front of you in that mirror, in your hand, what you're capable of, if you're rooted in faith, we all know everything is possible. Whatever your root is in, that foundational piece that has gotten to gotten you where you are today in your career, that's that positive influence, that is what you should hold on to, keep in touch with, always have prevalent for yourself. It's the knowing that we know that we know. That we know that we that we know. You know what the real fight and the real struggle is? Is every situation you find yourself in, the struggle is not against other people. It's to mm. hang on to what you know that you yes. know. That yes, 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 yes. Because it's yes. only when you let go of it that the mm-hmm. tides start to, 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 to really pull you away. Yes. That is the thing that will be tried and tested. What are you anchored to? That's what's being tested. Whether it be somebody's perception of you, somebody's belief or non-belief. I had a young girl come and ask me and she said, well, how did you, why, how did you choose a, a STEM career field? And there's not many people that look like you. And I told her, I said, it never dawned on me that career fields had anything to do with whether or not there was someone who looked at me like me, but the anchor that I, I, I didn't think of that myself. That anchor was that the world was my oyster. There you go. There <laughs> you go. You could be in that STEM field. You could be that engineer you if you want to be. You can, that's why I tell you, you know, I, uh, as I was going through my career, I had an uncle, I lost him years ago, but he was my mentor. He was my, and he told me years ago, he says, Linda, you can you make sure you have the seat at the table, but know what that seat is and whatever it is you decide that is, then you can have it. It doesn't matter that you're the only person in the room. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Who looks like you? Who doesn't look like you? You can have that seat. You yeah. do what's necessary to walk in there and be pre- properly prepared. That seat is yours. And sure enough, I have it. Right. It's possible. To your point, knowing who we are, knowing what we want, understanding our purpose. And I will tell you, I know early in my career, I had some traumatic things happen in the workplace. But out of those traumatic experiences, I found my voice 
and solidified my purpose because I was rooted and founded and had foundation in faith. But it was through those experiences that my voice was clear, my purpose became clear, and I knew that I knew, <laughs> knew that I knew, right? That's you um, know. I, yes. <laughs> and even today, I know that I know that I know. And so that's why this conversation was so important. You know, Monique, as we start to wrap up this session, uh, this episode of Being Brown at Work Live, are there a few things that you would like to share with the audience? Maybe, I don't know, two to three things um, that you would like for them to be cognizant of or to maybe uh, implement in their journey or to be aware of, however it it shows up for you. What would you offer as we close this episode? Well, you know, I it's always wonderful to talk to you. I, you know, I get all of these things. There's so many things rushing through my head right now, but I can't simplify it more than when you said what you know that you know that you know. And what I would say, or a couple of things leading into this year, as you look to approach this year, as you think about being brown at work, as you think about being uh, who you are to those who need you, who you are to those who have requirements and expectations of you. If you just take a minute and step back from that and get somewhere quiet and write down what do you know that you know that you know about who you are? Mm. what are you capable of? What have you convinced yourself of? So if anybody else in the world don't believe you, you know it to be true for yourself, (laughs) right? Just the activity of writing that down. And I don't care if it's a half a thing or you come up with two dozen things, but do that exercise. And then for the next 21 days, seven, three cycles of seven, and we can talk about that again, But for the next 21 days, every day, nothing difficult, but remind yourself of it. Mm. Look at it and then say it. Mm. Like look with your mind, with your, with your, your mental attention, and then focus your words and say it every day for the next 21 days. I would be, you know what? I welcome you to contact Linda later on in the year. Right. Yes. And to see how that exercise may have helped you to get grounded in something that you continue to walk with. And you just know it even more so now, even more rooted and grounded. Yes. Yeah. And I'm excited for what some of what, what that could do for us if that becomes a pervasive thinking and thought as we go and do all that we're called to do. Oh my gosh, Monique, that's beautiful because I know what's going to do. What that's going to do is shift that person's landscape. They will feel a shift. I have no doubt about it. So look, if you've joined us either live or on the replay of this episode with Monique Wells on how do you walk completely in your purpose in spite of the perceptions of others or knowing who you are, uh, irrespective of the perception of others, and you've taken this suggestion of hers of writing down what you know that you know that you are good at, what your value is, what what you believe for yourself or in yourself, and then repeating that to yourself for 21 days, send me an email, send some text messages, DM me, however you want to reach out to me. 
I'll share it with Monique because there's no doubt that at the end of the 21 days, you're going to feel something. You're going to see something. It's going to be tangible. It's going to be palatable. And that's something that you can carry with yourself through the rest of your career. And you will be walking in your purpose. No doubt about it. Monique, this has been (laughs) yet again awesome. And I could continue to have conversation on this topic and it will flow into others. I appreciate you. I thank you for joining me again on Brian Brown at Work Live. And again, those of you who want to maybe even connect with Monique, reach out to me. I can put you in connection with her. I know she would love to even share with you in a more intimate, maybe one-on-one perspective, maybe some of the challenges you have and and how she's uh, considered overcoming them or how she has even overcome them. Again, love to have your comments. Please share them. And uh, thank you for joining me, Monique. Thank you. It was my lesson. It was my pleasure and honor. Thank you. Always, always happy to have you. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Catch you next time. Take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals, and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.